Fry up takes and they are hot. All quite ting ting, it's the start of the pot. My team's good and yours is not quite down ting ting, it's the start of. Coming to you in a pre-recorded fashion from the League Podcast Studio in Columbus, Ohio now. We have changed locations. Columbus, Ohio now. I am Diesel, and this is the first episode of Season 2 of Don't Fear the Keeper. Joining me today, from just to my left or right, depending on the orientation of how this uh, you know comes out later, the COVID commission himself. Chuck Case is with me. Chuck, how we doing? I got to back to full strength now. The commission's back. The fantasy season is officially upon us. And I couldn't be more excited to see um, what chaos um, the pandemic and ourselves thrust this league in this season uh, into. I am not sure what is the more chaotic force, uh, the coronavirus or us as a group. I genuinely do not know. Yeah, no, it's, 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 it's honestly a toss-up, and that's saying something. <laughs> this pandemic has kept us all, like, fucked up for several months. It is the reason why I am locked up in my house right now, and I am still not completely confident that it has less chaotic power than Zach Weatherly by himself when he's been drinking. That's, I, can't, I don't think anybody can argue with that statement. <laughs> Okay, well, uh, this is going to be kind of a, a quick hitter for us. We're, A, kind of getting into the groove of things again, um, as much as one can. And we just wanted to do a little pre-draft pod now that we have the draft order set. And, uh, you know, we're, we're staring down the barrel of, fingers crossed, another season. Um, so let's just dive right into it. So we're just going to recap what has happened over the last week or so. Uh, in terms of this league, this is not a general recap. I'm sure a lot of other crazy shit has happened. Uh, so the first thing, PGA Championship, how we decided the, um, the draft order. Uh, we each got four golfers randomly assigned, and then uh, we got to make a couple subs. And, uh, yeah, no, it was pretty – it was actually – a very like separate from all of this it was a very entertaining pga championship like the actual last round is kind of just unbelievable it was but it was such a shame that morikawa was golfing in the spot he was at like if he had been like one group later it, it would have basically come down to the white whereas whereas yeah. it stood he finished out and technically i think johnson had two at least two holes left to play Yes. And it was already decided. Well, like, he, you know, he had won. So, in, in terms of, like, how golf tournaments can end, um, it did not, I guess, go perfectly. It wasn't like mm -hmm. Tiger at the Masters where he actually hits the last shot of the yeah. tournament. Man, you know, wasn't that. But I'm uh, still very excited. There was a lot of movement at one point. This has happened a couple times in majors in recent years, where at one point there's just, like, 100 guys tied for the lead or within one shot of it, and you're like, we're going to have a 15-man playoff. Like, Yeah, it was kind of disappointing going into Sunday when I think it was like it was like five or six guys were either tied for the lead or they were one back. And, like, to not have any playoff, but, like, you know, we're going into it like, man, we could have, like, a 10-guy playoff. This yeah. could be nuts. And they, to just have it end was like, ah. And they did recap it. So the way the PGA playoff works, it's a three-hole aggregate. Okay. Playoffs. You play three holes. And they were talking about it, and they're like, if we have, like, seven guys, what happens? And they inform, they're like, they all play together. Like, they don't, like, <laughs> go a four solid and a three solid. It's like, no, they all play the holes at the exact same time, which would have been just electric. Can you imagine, like, them just showing a green, and there are literally seven balls on it? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it would have been absolutely wild. Yeah, so from that perspective, it was disappointing. But Morikawa coming from, like, he was not in that group of guys tied for the lead. He was actually, I think, a couple shots back of it. He was, Yeah, he was two or three shots back. But, I mean, just playing the electric. And this is what I, I was texting with Colin. Uh, mm -hmm. Our Colin, one out Colin. Not one Colin Morikawa. <laughs> not the better Colin. 
Colin Morikawa, who is to Al Colin, I asked, I did just as a side note, asked Colin what he thought about it, and he said that this is a huge victory for two L's everywhere, and us one L's will like allow it, but it is known that the that the one L is superior still. Sure. Yeah, I gotta claim anyway, that. I was texting with him and I said, coming down the stretch on the back nine, the way he plays the first couple holes will tell you if he has a shot. And it basically, like, he could go one or two ways. He kept playing his, like, aggressive style. Or he could, like, pull a Jordan Spieth and, mm. like, I was going to try to not lose. And I'm just going to lay off, hit safe shots. And I think that 16 is a telling shot where he just big-dicked it to within 10 feet of the hole for that eagle putt. It was like, yeah, um, yeah I'm calling more account. Suck my dick. He effectively, he nearly aced 16 and then instead had to settle for a eagle to put the thing in the bag, which was yeah. at that shot. I hadn't watched a ton of it, but I went over to one uh, L Collins to watch the very end because I knew it was coming down on the wire a little bit. And I just like sat down and was like, all right, like, let's watch it. And that was like the first shot we saw or that I saw. Was just, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Fuck me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so the end result of that was that we got our draft order based on the aggregate scores of our golfers and who missed the cut or not. Um, but before that, Chuck, uh, you wanted to do a recap of what you referred to in the Google Doc as the big pussy breakdown, which I think I know what you mean by this, but I'll just let you, you know, inform the, the listeners, viewers. So, so, I mean, it's no small, it's no mystery that I am much more in favor of people, can, people somewhat controlling their own destiny when it comes to where they fall in the draft. I'm on mm -hmm. record saying I want to do a skills combine. We all run the 40 yeah. and do various, like, combine things. I want to do some sort of, like, trivia thing. Not because I feel that I am a superior athlete and would win – most of these contests. That's, you know, one uh, side of it. Um, but I also, am, you know, I think it's much more fun and quite frankly funnier when, like, people try their best and, like, somebody still has to have the 10th pick. Like, you know, like, like, like someone ran the 40 and pulled their hamstring and blew out their, like, quad. And guess what? You have the 8th pick now. Like you, you still have to do the squat that we're doing later too. <laughs> yeah, and guess what? You're getting the eighth pick, by the way. There's no like, you know. So and so there's that part of it. And then there's no mystery that you and several other people are much more on the side of you think it's more fun when it's just totally random, where it's mm -hmm. just basically, I mean, where you find essentially a computer or some sort of like computer S thing that just will basically spit yeah. out a result. And that is yours. So we, we did the Little League World Series the one year. We did the, the Smash Bros tournament. We, and we did the PGA. And which is all fine. I mean, you know, each one of those. Yeah, those were been, entertaining in the, their, their own fun right. moments, you know. Yeah. But it was when you also had the audacity to be like, by the way, I know that, you know, we can do something much more fun. But also, it's okay, guys. This is way better because no one could, pur could purposely – um, tank to get the 10th pick, and I'm like, fuck you. Like, I, like, go, go You down. and Brian, your reaction was so much, I was expecting a reaction. I was not expecting that visceral of a reaction from I, you. I was like, I was like, fuck this. Well, combination of things. One, I hated my golfers. Fucking Sung J even changed me. I mean, fucking hated that I had that draw. Seeing the draw that, like, Zach and Colin got, I was like, mm -hmm. fuck, fuck these guys. And then, yeah, so, so it was a combination of things. And so in my daily ECAS, I was referring to you as Big Pussy or, or Big Bitch, or, or so, which is normally a name left for Brian, but I would switch it to you. And then at the end, I pulled the old group and you switched room where I changed your contact name on my right. phone. Yeah. And I must change your name in the group to that. And instead of changing it back to John, or Diesel, I think is what it actually is in the group. Yes, yeah. Um, you went and changed it to to Big Brain. And I was like, well, you can't be Big Brain because, again, you didn't, like, you know, you didn't, uh, like, choose, like, your draft spot on your own volition. And you tried to retroactively take credit, which is a, that's a commission move. 
Thank you. That's right. So take credit that you played it the whole time. I learned from the best. I'm sure when I lose the playoffs, I will attempt to convince you all that I threw the game on purpose to help out the little guy. I'm sure that will happen again. And JJ in the big brain. And then the following morning, just right in the row, basically strike one, strike two, strike three. You just weren't just weren't following along. Just made just critical errors in your interpretation of the situation. Yeah, and it became it became a big idiot. And I just wanted to I make did. sure that we didn't forget that. And that was uh, that was known. Yeah. No. I mean, I wear that. I was. I talked a big game, and it was immediately put in my place by the powers of the universe. Yeah. It was. I mean, it was. Yeah. It was. It was classic internet justice. Oh yeah, and immediately I. Uh, I then was I then made myself leave, and then I came back, and Brian suggested a permanent ban of me or an exile. Yeah. And uh, so then I I instituted the vote, and then the vote was I believe nine to one. By the way, the one was not me. I voted that I should go. I was like, I need I need out. I need no, a break. It's, it's it's always Ben. I think Ben's always the the what people stay. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> Which oh, I God. I think we oh, need. We need a conscience, Charlie. We we do need a guy like that. Um, but, but yeah, yeah. So that was, it was it was an electric couple of days. I think we're all itching for football to return now that Ohio State told us. All right, D. Um, but yeah, so it's it's going to be quite a couple. I just as a, as a side note, I think this week um, you're going to see all of the college football get canceled. Um, but it looks like the now I think that means that the NFL will slot into some Saturday mm. time slots, which I think true. Could, could be uh, interesting. I think I for one say that they should just say fuck um, just the players, you know, having a normal schedule and just play games on Sunday, Monday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. Yeah. Um, so maybe true. maybe throw a Wednesday night action game in there too. We have we have the Dolphins and the Bucks play at like six o'clock on a Wednesday. It'd be incredible. It, it would yeah. be like people would watch it. That's the thing. You know that they would. That's a th- and that's the thing, too, that the NFL is going to find this fine line, which they're, that's what they're very good at, is they're going to maximize the eyeballs on these mm-hmm. games, and they're going to put games in the right slots. And so it's going to be really interesting. No, I agree. One yeah. thing that I w- would love to see is as the, as the thing, just to jump off this, is if – I mean, the worst has already happened as Ohio State fans for us. So, I mean, it's like, you know, if, if it really if all of the shit hits the fan and just no college football happens, I'd love to see, like, Gus Johnson and some of those guys get on, like, NFL calls, stuff, like, like spread, spread some of those college. Um, and yeah. Get them on some games. That would be I, fun. That would be really cool. Ian yeah. Kidd's already said that they'll put Herb Street and Fowler on Monday Night Football. If Which, there's no thank God. Yeah, if there's no um games. Um so let's but yeah, I'd love to see get, get Gus Johnson in there. Get um you no know, get gymnastics on more games, stuff like yeah. that. So No, I agree. I think um Brad Johnson, all those guys. There we go. <laughs> no, I think uh yeah, it, it's just gonna be like a very unique experience. I still am not fully like I think the NFL is gonna pull it off because now the MLB has gotten their head on straight. Uh, the NBA is, like, kind of killing it. So it is possible to do if you put enough money at a thing. And I think the NFL has that money. But I'm still I, – I just won't hold my breath until – until I see players on the field playing football, I will not believe that we're getting football this year. I can – yeah, I would say that. It, time will tell. You know, it's going to be a very it's, – it's already a very different NFL season. It's only going to get, you know, more different. Weirder. Um, all, now that I thought that, so that all, all I want is Gus Johnson to call like a like, like a seven yard gain on first down. Like to the you know, I, all I want him to do is like just get, just get fired up over Nick Chubb picking up four yards like up the middle. Nick Chubb. Yeah. So, but yeah, that's so, true. So, they gotta get him on a Ravens game. Get a yeah, nice J K. Stop it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. He'll bring up the how he was almost aborted the one time. He'll bring that up, I'm sure. Oh, he will. The miracle child. Yeah, God. 
Uh, okay, well, now we can get to the actual uh, fantasy implications of that PGA tournament and everything that we've been talking about. Uh, Chuck, would you like to read off the draft order if you have it in front of you? If not, I, I have it in up. front of me, and I will read it off. So, Please. Um, first overall pick, Colin Lennis, who benefited greatly from Frankie Onions, well, I think is the name Colin gave him, dropping out and allowing me to allow him to sub in Jason Day, who basically was almost the wire-to-wire winner, like yeah. leader a couple of days. Like, you know, yeah. he played very, very well. Two of the four days, I think he went into the clubhouse the leader, yeah. yeah. And then so, finished, like, four back. Like, yeah. really a good weekend. Yeah. So, uh, Alex Avila picking second, the great beneficiary of Colin Morikawa's surge late on Sunday. So, with Morikawa winning by, like, two shots was a huge advantage. Also the mm. fact that what's his face um got back to even par for Alex. So Yeah, that's the thing. And got back yeah. to even par. So not having anybody over par is just a huge yeah. game changer. <laughs> uh number three we have Brian Easterling. Uh Pat Reed played well for Brian. So did um you know Phil sort of put it together at the end, which was Brian's sub. So so good there. Mike, uh, it might be the highest. No, Mike picked first one year because he came in last the previous year. But Mike is uh, – Mike's picked near the top several times and has yet to really uh, produce much results out of it. To cash but, in. Uh, yeah, so so we'll see how, how Mike did. Gary, solid round. Um, Pewd have been competing for – for the first pick, had Danny Willett not just shit the bed and gone like seven over. I mean, that was what was killing Gary. He was well yeah. clear, me and Paul, in that second grouping. And really got hurt there. Then you have Paul. Solid all around for Paul. Had the one guy miss the cut. Um, you know. Then you have uh, me. I slotted in at the seventh pick. Um, was benefited greatly by the fact that Ches Vivi birdied, I think, 17 and part 18 on Friday to, to just make the cut was on the cut line, and then I think shot like 17 over um, the last two days of the tournament. So, um, really hurt <laughs> But he me, made but, the cut. But he made the cut. And some J.E. who just failed to really see what he was going on the golf course just – Come on. He never – that was not – that was not intentional. <laughs> that was not intentional. Wow. Huh. It's just so natural, so inborn. Um, Zach slots in at the eighth pick. Yeah. This is the most disappointing one. And Zach, mm. Zach should be the most big man, who I think if you add all of his golfer scores together, I think was in outright second or third place or the worst. But Roy McElroy, not Roy McElroy, Ricky Fowler, and uh, – Fuck, who's the other? Missed the cut by one stroke yeah. and two strokes. Like, if they had pulled a Ches Reevy, who just played decently well over the weekend, um, Jack would probably have like the third pick. And so he's got yeah. the eighth. <laughs> so, uh, so, so. Ben saw it at nine. Uh, Ben's squad never really got off to a, a good start. Ben was, had it not been for Paul Casey, Ben would have been like 85 over for the tournament. So. And then last but not least, uh, we have you, John, who slots in at 10. Uh, Brooks was solid for you. Up yeah. I mean, he had uh, – he, he didn't play great on Sunday. Yeah. But, you know, ended up dropping a couple shots. But, um, you know, you, again, you two guys don't make the cut, so you were never going to have that great of a pick. Anyway, but as it's well documented, uh, a later pick anyway favored you. <coughs> so you're really not that upset having the 10th having the overall pick. I am not, no. <laughs> um, and that actually, so that'll actually take us right into, we just wanted to do a little bit of a, uh, like, ranking who came out of this looking the best, who came out of this looking the worst, just in and terms so, of position. Real, real little bit of pulling back the curtain here. So John and I, too, I always said before, we do a little Google Doc usually. It has sort of like our schedule for the episode. And usually, individually, we each take notes. John didn't want to get his notebook out, and so just kept putting his notes in the Google Doc. And I disagree with every single one of John's points. So this oh, man. I have a different answer for all of John's things. Last year, we were on the same page for a lot of this. 
Uh, this year, not so much. So Well, so that's actually – I'm kind of excited for that because I do think that, as a tangent, I think that this is going to be a very interesting draft because I was looking through – I tried to do, like, just one to ten. First round, who I think everyone's going to get or who, who everyone's going to pick. I kind of, like, looked through and I was like, I have no fucking clue. Everyone who's not keeping a first rounder, I really have no fucking clue what they're going to do. Like, there are a lot of different options. The playing field is very level. So I do think we're going to get a lot of this even after the draft. We're trying to rank it. We're just, like, very much on a different page because it's going to be chaos moving forward. I'm kind of excited. This is the year of chaos. This might be be the year Mike makes the playoffs. Like, who knows? (sighs) Fingers crossed, Chuck. Or maybe, Paul misses maybe, it. Maybe Ben uh, missed the playoffs last year. Oh, right. You're I, the last man standing. I'm, I'm, I'm the last man standing in that. Maybe Ben will get it. Maybe Ben wins this year. If Ben wins, I'm going to throw. I don't care if, about coronavirus. I'm throwing if, party. If, if Ben wins this year, um, he's getting two. Like, the whole back of the trophy <laughs> going to be one big plaque that's got Ben's name. Ben Hood. Yeah. Hell yeah. Um... Okay, but so to get into it, who's best position in the draft? We just discussed, so I'll just toss it out there. Me at 10, getting to keep McCaffrey at 10 instead of one, huge for me. And then on the turn, getting the best second-round pick uh, was literally, like, my dream scenario when when we were going into this. Because I said it in the group chat, if I had been allowed to pick my best golfers and you had limited me to the top 40, I would have picked – the bottom four of the top 40 golfers and just gone for it. And I don't know if that would have worked, but like I uh, wanted the last was, pick. Okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. Uh, I Okay. I understand now what you, what you were saying there. Okay. Um, I went with Brian. Here. Okay. Having the third overall pick. It, I mean, he's been no, that he's going to keep Dalvin Cook in the second round. If you want to go off of uh, ADP, Cook mm-hmm. is going to slide in. Somewhere right around the fourth to fifth pick is what I've seen as high as three. Yeah, as around there. Back as like six or seven. Um, so if you just translate it, he gets him in the 18th pick. It, maybe a 13, 14 pick difference there. Whereas, not, so I, I think Brian, I think he's going to be the beneficiary of having that early pick. He, he'll get essentially, you know, in theory, two of the top five players. In yeah. the draft, that's not a perfect, like, because there are keepers. But, you know, he, so I think he, he's actually sitting very nice there. I'd be interested to see um, who everybody else picks and sort of what happens ahead of him. Yeah. Um, sort of how that shakes out. But I, I think Brian is positioned very, very well early. And then he's got a hit on his, on his back picks. Yeah. Uh, and and that's, that's the case across the board. No, I, I agree with that. I think that's – I mean, I still think just getting the top guy – for me is what pushes me over. But Brian being able to have sort of a really good one-two punch that's just going to carry him, and hopefully he's going to be able to get two guys that are going to put up 20 a game, just that helps so much later on when you're trying to, like, fill in uh, a lineup around that. And and I looked at it. Like, you've essentially got two first-round picks having that sitting in the 10th. So you basically get two first-round picks. Yeah. And so does Brian, and his are just, like, technically, like, you know, Better. Brian might as well have the third pick and the fourth pick. Like, yeah, you know. that's true. That's a fair point. Um, okay, so then moving on to worst positioned, I'm curious to see who you have here because to me, it was I debated going with Colin here because Colin also made no secret that he did not want the first pick. Which is, yeah, I mean, that's it, it does suck, but yeah, I mean, you still get to pick your guy. What's the thing is that, like, uh, to me, Maybe it's because I have a first-round keeper, but the yeah. first pick would only benefit me because I could keep somebody else, draft my guy first overall, and then reset sort of his keeper status. His clock, you know? yeah. Yeah, reset the clock. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, Colin does not want the first pick, but I interested to see what he does. Um, yeah. But who'd you go with? Who'd you go with for this? So I went with this. I went with Alex, mostly just because – uh, Alex really only has one keeper. It is Michael Thomas. And I think if Alex winds up at, like, eight, you're like, hell yeah, I got Michael Thomas at eight. That's actually a pretty good pick. That's a great, like, spot to have that guy back on your team and then get a decent second-round pick. The fact that Alex now has to reach to take Michael Thomas at two, probably, and then he's going to get a shitty second-round pick on the way back, I think he's just 
that just was the worst possible situation for him was winning, almost. Yeah, I mean, I don't – I've seen Michael Thomas slotted in anywhere from, like, two to I – mean, two to five. It's, it's kind of like Cook, where it's just a, a few things mm-hmm. earlier. So, like, maybe it's a reach, but, like, that's a pick where – so, like, in a normal draft, somebody's going to pick Michael Thomas first overall. Like, you know, like that, Maybe, that's yeah. not going to be an uncommon thing. So, like, it's almost like, like I probably would have wound up, could have wound up with him, like, anyway, if there were no keepers. Like, so it's not that much of a reach. It just does kind of stink that on the back end that you won't have a great second rounder. But I went with Zach. Uh, okay. Sitting eight. And basically, I don't know what you do. Like, Zach's got – I mean, Le'Veon Bell, not a first-round pick, I don't think. No. Keenan Allen, I've seen him as far back as, like, a fifth-round pick. That's Zach's yeah, second-round so. keeper. Yeah. Kelsey jumps up the second round this year, which, I mean, maybe you slide him in there, you get him 13th overall. But yeah, it's not a good pick, I, I just don't know where Zach goes. Whereas if Zach, <laughs> had, had, if Zach had had an early pick, if he'd been – First or second, or even you know third, where kind of where Alex is at, uh, you could grab Kelsey there, and it's not crazy to be like, oh, maybe you know yeah. you, you keep him there, or you know you have Cooper Cup as a late fourth round pick, mm-hmm. you know, so 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 it could have worked out a little bit better there. Uh, I went with I went with Zach only because. I think he probably might have had the most keeper regression from last year. Yeah. Being late, being late in the draft only sort of exposes that or, or uh, aggravates that, that fact. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, he's not going to be able to bail out, which it is kind of funny because it's the opposite of Colin, where Colin this year has a lot of good keepers, but he's the first pick, so it almost doesn't matter. Yeah. Um, Zach is quite the opposite where he has no keepers and he – can't bail himself out with a top-tier guy. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's going to be taking, like, a – I don't even know at at that spot. Like, I I forgot who I gave him. It might be a receiver. Like, you know, he might be drafting Julio Jones or something like that, which isn't really what you want when you don't have another great running back that you're drafting later on. Um, okay. No, I agree with you. Um, I think of these – yeah, I think neither of them are, are well-situated at the moment, but – uh, and there are probably other people who are similarly a little fucked just because of how the keeper situation is this year. Yeah. But okay. Um, look, we can move on to uh, our, I guess, really our only segment uh, that I'm referring to as Jeepers Keepers, just because we've called it that the past two years. Um, so we're going to do three categories here in terms of keepers. We're going to do best keeper, worst keeper, and then a galaxy brain keeper, which is sort of the most, like, think outside the box type of guy to keep. Um, so I am uh, – I'll start off with the best keeper. To me, the instinct is always to maybe give it to Colin for getting Patrick Mahomes in the 80th round or whatever he gets Patrick Mahomes now. But uh, I'm giving it to Paul. He's got Eckler in the ninth, which – Eckler is currently going in the second in a lot of drafts, and he's going to be the guy in Sandy or in LA again this year. And he, uh, you know, put up huge fucking numbers last year. To everyone's surprise, that's just looking like a really smart pick out of Paul that he's going to really benefit from this year. And to get that guy, and then you can get two other like you know top running backs. That's big. I am selling. All of my Chargers stock. Fair. I, I'm out. I am out, out, out on the Chargers this year. I don't really like anything about them. They'll have a decent defense, but um, I don't like particularly like Terod Taylor. He mobile? No, I don't. I liked him for that three-week stretch in Buffalo where he won me three games in a row because he dropped like a million points. I liked him then. <laughs> okay. But – He's a, he's a placeholder for Justin Herbert, who I quite frankly think stinks. I, I think he, he sucks, yeah. I thought he stinks, has stunk since that game in Oregon when we threw the Hail Mary 15 yards into the stands. 
like a, a, a fourth down Hail Mary, this man just heaved it like a Cardinal miss into the stands on the back. He was literally on like the 45-yard line too. Like it wasn't like he was like on the other side of the field where he had to throw it as hard he as he could. He hard to kill it and got to – no, it was like um, this guy, this guy stinks. This guy's dumb. So, I mean, I don't like anything about the, I think that's why you're seeing Keenan Allen take a huge step back in fantasy rankings. You're probably going to see Hunter Henry and Mike Williams take similar yeah. steps back. I just don't like anything about him, and I think as a result of that, um, no, I mean, you saw with Christian McCaffrey last year that mediocre to poor at times quarterback play can be sort of made up for in terms of fantasy being improved upon by like they just kept giving the ball to McCaffrey in different ways. Yeah, sort of checkdowns. Kind of, yeah, but I don't think Austin Eckler is Christian McCaffrey, and so no, I don't true. think it's going to have the same effect. I think Eckler is looking at being like the sort of Todd Gurley, Glenn Fournette sort of bust level guy mm-hmm. um, this year from like using last year's comparison. I just don't like. Where the Chargers are at, I think they're they're obviously entering a rebuild. Yeah, I, I think it's going to be. I think they're a couple of years away from being anything decent now. Uh, I tend to move on from your franchise quarterback for forever, even if he wasn't a top five guy anymore. You're still going to go through some changes. So I don't like the Chargers. So I, I I see why you put them there, but I yeah said like sort of a side note like I I like Brian Dalvin Cook second round. That's, yeah, I think by by ADP you're gonna say so you're getting a top five guy with like the 18th overall pick, but um, it's Colin. I think Mahomes in the 12th round. That is the best keeper. Mahomes could be as high as a third round pick. I mean, the value there is incredible. You can plug him in. He's matchup proof. He will get you a lot of points for years to come. That is the best keeper, and until proven otherwise, I think. That is the answer. That's the correct answer to this question. That's the easy answer, but I think yeah. that is by far and away the correct answer. So the only reason that I didn't go with Colin is just because I never loved the quarterback position. Even though Mahomes puts up big points, the standard deviation between like a like a Patrick Mahomes and Mar Jackson type guy and like the middle guy, like Aaron Rodgers, maybe like that level of guy. I drew, I drew Brees. Uh... Yeah. Like no, that you, level. You are right that the, in the opposite of the real world, quarterback is the most replaceable yeah. slot in your roster. But a, a guy that good, being able to keep him that late is just, mm-hmm. I think, it's, very, it, it's just a huge advantage. You know, It is. No, it is nice to, to and again, effectively have that in Colin's back pocket for a while, uh, if I recall correctly. That being said, I mean – it is a shame that that's such a good value keeper because he could get like Chubb mm-hmm. 20th overall. Like, yeah. Chris Godwin in the eighth Godwin. round. Like, yeah. Or seventh round. Like, that's the, that's the one I probably would have done um, if I was him. But Even I Brady? Most, Even with Brady? Particularly with Brady. Godwin. Yeah, particularly with Brady. Oh, particularly. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, oh, I'm, I'm buying Tom Brady stock. I'm selling. So all my the Chargers, I'm rooting that into I'm... mostly Tom Brady stock. Tom Brady stock, okay. Yeah, it is a hell but of yeah, a. He said, "I don't think anybody's going to question Mahomes in the no. 12th round as like everybody's like, yeah, it's probably the right choice." Yeah. Um, okay, so let's move on to worst keeper. Um, Chuck, would you 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 can give yours first this time? I've been leading off. Um, yeah. So I actually went with um, Ben. I think Ben, mm-hmm. you look at Ben's keeper list. No, I, I talked about Zach. I think Zach beats Ben only because you could like, – like Josh Jacobs or Cooper Cup, where they're at, Yeah, could be very valuable picks. Ben, Joe Mixon in the first round, I don't – you know, no, I don't yeah. believe they, Their O-line still stinks, even with Joe yeah. Burrow. They still stink. Um, Diggs moves up into a third-round keeper with Chris Carson. I don't love the Seattle running back. Situation mm-hmm. ever they're you know, they always use a million of them. It's the fun digs. You're like, oh, Josh Allen now because he's on the uh, Bills. Like, not even there. Who knows with the Bills? Like the Bills yeah. could 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 win a million games like last year. Or they could be like 
eight and eight, nine and seven, it might be looking at like maybe getting in the place. So I don't know. A lot of variability there. So I think Ben's in the worst spot in that regard. I don't really mm. like to any of it. You know, DJ Moore, you know, depending on Teddy Two Gloves. Yeah. I mean, maybe value there is sort of like a throwaway, but that's a lot to make. Oh, yeah, I'm keeping DJ Moore in the eighth round, and that's going to carry my team for this season. It would shock me if someone kept DJ Moore of all. The marginally best receiver on a team that probably is not going to throw the ball that much. No. I'm also out on Matt Rule and his dumbass smile. (laughs) There you have it, folks. Those are the two things that Chuck is out on and the one that he's in on. Um, okay. I, I mean, I, yeah, I, I don't disagree. I think that Ben is going to – I like Chris Carson. I do. I think that that's a decent keeper, at least to like – I don't think he's much better than a third-round pick, but then at least you have like a pretty good running back two locked in, and then you have some flexibility. Um, so I already discussed Alex – uh, you know, not, I don't like keeping Michael Thomas at two, but I, I, I am chucking a test. I kind of put two here in my little bullet point. I, Mike just doesn't have a keeper. I don't know who Mike is going to no, keep. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mike's team stinks. Quite yeah. Frankly. <laughs> it's um, off. Like Mike has three keeper options. They are David Johnson in the first, uh, which again, David Johnson, like the third. Sure. That's pretty solid. Not David Johnson. The first, uh, Tim Johnson in the third round is even a stretch. No. It's a reach, maybe. He, he's on the Texans, and you don't know with Bill O'Brien. What, yeah, what you means. never know. You never know what Bill O'Brien's capable of. Um, Sammy Watkins in the eighth, which is pretty much right where Sammy Watkins should go. So it's not like that's – you're not getting any value. And Sammy Watkins is kind of old and might not actually – might be like the third best receiver on that team this year. Uh, or fourth, depending on uh, if uh, – what's his name? Hardman, like, comes into a little bit of a bigger role. And then Dak Prescott in the 12th is just, like, like, okay, like, yeah, Dak Prescott. There might be value there, like, you know. Oh, there is, yeah. Yeah, there's some value there, but it's like, all right, like, yeah, like, it's not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Like, think about that, like, you can set that up against Patrick Mahomes in the exact same round, like, nah, it doesn't look Yeah. No, it doesn't. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, yeah, it's now just, you this have... Is coming from Mike, who did keep a kicker last year as his keeper, so... This will be... If he keeps uh, Prescott, this will be better. Um, but yeah, Dak in the 12th is like, okay, great, you locked up, like, the sixth best quarterback, probably. Like, that's not going to make the difference. It's who, just not. Who was definitely in... He's towards the top, I think, from a fantasy standpoint, but definitely in that second group of, of mm-hmm. quarterbacks. He's not, he's not Omar Jaffs. He's not Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. He's, he could be the th- the next best guy, you know, but I think that's still a pretty big drop off from from those mm-hmm. two. Agreed, agreed. Um, okay, so let's let's move on to the last one. We're doing the the Galaxy Brain Keeper. Um, this one, I think, last year there were like a couple options that I was like, ooh, maybe like this, maybe that. There wasn't a really obvious one to me this year, so I went with uh, Colin actually keeping Kittle in the fourth. Kittle right now is looking like he's going to be a third-round pick, like towards the beginning of the third round. And just by virtue of how the tight end, like, situation works, being able to get, like, a top-tier tight end, even a round later to me, is extremely valuable. Because that means you don't have to deal with the, like, like you're drafting David Njoku in the sixth. Like, yeah, you're only spending a sixth-round pick, but David Njoku might have, like, three games where he scores zero points. Yeah. Like, it's uh, – to be able to have Kittle, Kittle's locked up now. He's, uh, like, essentially the main weapon in that offense. Uh, that's – that, to me, is just extremely valuable. So, that would be the galaxy brain to me. I went with Paul keeping Philip Lindsay in the sixth round despite the Broncos signing Melvin Gordon. <laughs> yeah. So, I mentioned I sold all my Chargers stock. Uh-huh. Mostly Tom Brady stock. The rest of that is going into the Broncos. I like the Broncos, actually. Yeah, I, I think I think they are. I think Drew Locke is actually going to be very good, a very good player. Um, and that, that's a thing where I mean, it's not like the Chiefs, where it's like you can, you know, in a pinch, grab a guy on the Chiefs, throw him in your lineup, and like he might have a could have, could have yeah. four touchdowns. Might happen, yeah. 
not that. But I do think that the Broncos are one of those teams, especially you see, you know, if Melvin Gordon stays healthy or just sort of how that goes down, where like Philip Lindsay is a good player. Like I don't like mm-hmm. he's not their quote unquote starter or their 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 like their number one on their depth chart, but like he's going to get carried. He's going yeah. to get touchdowns, like he can catch passes. And Vance Joseph strikes me as a guy where like the one game where it's like, oh, Phil Lindsay's playing well. He's just going to get all the carries this game. Like, you know, like yeah. the game, like just pound it with him. Like, you know, so I think he's a guy like that. And I think the sixth round is, it's probably high for mm-hmm. Phil Lindsay. He's not technically the number one guy, but I think there could be, that's a, he's a good player and you can lock him up there and, and see what happens. That's why Gallup should break keeper because yeah. you have to make several jumps in your life <laughs> to be like, oh, that makes sense. No, yeah, I, <laughs> Yeah, the jumps are definitely pretty extreme. However, I do agree with you. I really like the Broncos this year. I like, I mean, when you look at like Noah Fant at tight end, you've got Sutton actually looks like a pretty solid, like they're just going to ask him to probably be the second guy now, uh, receiver wise. And then you have, they just drafted, um, what's his name from Alabama? Yeah, Judy who I think is, was the best receiver in the draft last year. They got, like, in the middle of the draft, and, like, they're going to hand that to Drew Locke in his second year as a starter. And you get Melvin Gordon, you get Philip Lindsay, Royce Freeman, whoever the hell they decide to go with. Like, I think that's just, like, that's a potent offense to go with a pretty decent defense on the backside. Yeah. So, so, so they're a team where I think they, I think they could be – I don't see them, you know, uh, winning the division because of the Chiefs, but – yeah. Um, I think they're the second best team in that division, and I think mm-hmm. they are. Uh, I'm definitely on like the early season playoff watch, and they could definitely be there. So. Oh yeah, no, I agree completely. Um. So yeah, there you go. Ch- uh, you know what, Chuck? I'm also buying Broncos stock. That's what. <laughs> that's what I'm doing. I'm selling. Um. I don't know. Probably all my giant stock. It's fair. Uh. Okay. So now let's move on to our last little mini segment, I guess. Uh, I, I named this one. I didn't need to give it a name, but I thought of one that I liked it. Uh, Draft Punk. I enjoy that, actually. I do, Thank I you. do enjoy what, what you did there. Um, so, yeah, we got uh, just a little quick, like, recap of what we're looking at in terms of the draft because it is going to be a little different this year. Uh, not just because of the virus. We kind of made all of these changes pre any of this happening that's kind of working out for us yeah so it's gonna be i have it slotted for uh saturday the 29th that weekend mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. um it is scheduled for to be an online uh espn draft however my my faith level in our league to pull off a successful online draft with what we have to do for keepers it's between zero and like negative five percent. Like, yeah, I agree. I don't see any scenario in which Mike is available, despite the fact that we haven't planned ahead of time. And he's gonna fuck it all. If one person is not available, it fucks up the entire it's, thing. Yeah, the whole thing's fucked. And We're, no, I, I, again, hey, we scheduled it in advance last time. Yeah, I gave everybody like a month and a half notice, and Mike went boating. Yeah. And it's, so that's why I, it would, it's not the worst idea to do some sort of, like, Zoom call mm-hmm. where I would just share my screen and have the draft board yeah. up and conduct it like that. That way we are in control of the timing and the pick selection. So that is that is an option. It's something I'm looking into. I still have to also just sign up with rosters. So we, we loaded – uh, we but we made no roster changes in yeah. our our things. Uh, one thing that I may do, sort of a unilateral decision for this year, and I have to look and see what the NFL's policy is going to be on um, their COVID testing, when that's going to happen, and thus like and then what happens if somebody tests positive and stuff like that. Yeah, I think it's out. We I may add another um, IR slot to everybody's team to help sort of buffer that if you have a guy that tests positive Saturday morning or Saturday mm-hmm. night and he's going to play at 1 o'clock the next day when you need to all of a sudden, you know, 
Yeah, figure out. If, yeah, you got you got guys on buys. You got to fill that roster that roster slot. So that might be a, a, this year thing to help buffer that. I also have to see sort of how ESPN is going to um, like designate them. Yeah, um, because as of right now, they they have to be listed as on IR or out to be eligible for an IR slot, like to be put there. So we'll have to sort of figure out what the best way to, to handle that, but I'm looking into that. Um, yeah. So keep on the line for that, and that, that might happen. That's really it. I'd like to do the draft that weekend. Um, it, it will be online in some way. Like I said, we mm-hmm. could go to a Zoom meeting. I, it's easiest if it's just in the ESPN app. Like I said, that requires us to, A, all be on, and, B, all use our brains yeah. to remember – Who's available and who's not available? Yeah, to not go like, oh, Dalvin Cook, like hell yeah, and just <laughs> no, no, you cannot do that. Um, no, I so I agree. I and I voiced this before. I think that it would like just simplify things a little bit, even though it would be maybe a little bit more work in advance. It would simplify things a lot the day of to just have it not be the actual ESPN interface. Um, so yeah, I think it'll just. We'll have to, we'll have to just sort of put it to a vote. I think at some point, or it, honestly, I wouldn't. I think it could just be a unilateral decision in that regard as well, because I think all of the pre-work would fall to you or maybe like me or something like yeah. that. Like, and, I, I mean, the pre-work is as simple as figuring out what keepers are, making a little like board in mm-hmm. like an Excel sheet, and then setting up a Zoom meeting and sharing my screen. So yeah, exactly. Um, you know, so that, that that could end up being easier for people too that thing you know we don't have to worry about somebody cuts out or if mike decides to go boating or go out to eat at the exact time of the draft supposed to start oh my god i forgot about I that would, i i would my level of anger towards mike if we were like if everybody votes including mike to go like on the actual espn platform and if he fucks it up there's not a word to describe the level of anger i would have in that um, situation, so. Yeah, no, I, I mean, we're going to have to just start to enforce some manner of punishment for just ghosting on the draft <laughs> if that happens. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think it'll be good. Um, assuming Matt and I don't have uh, coronavirus, uh, or I guess just that I don't have coronavirus, I, I would like to do some sort of, like, get-together thing of, like, anyone who's in Columbus – just to be able to, like, you know, make it somewhat similar to the usual, uh, the usual draft process. And for that reason, I want Alex to pick a theme. I do. Alex can't pick a theme. He will not be there. I will not be there. But – and Mike will not be there. Mike, yeah. Mike his, his history will tell us that Mike will not be there for the draft in any form. In any capacity. Um, but – Theoretically, everybody else besides Ben probably won't be there either. But the other six of you, oh Brian, I don't think Brian's fine. But five, so five of you. Anybody yeah, else before, before I say it again? I think I got. I think I got everybody. I think you're but right. I think it's possible that the five of you could get together because I think Zach had said he will be in Ohio and in Columbus he um, will. that weekend. So yeah. Um, yeah. That being said, it I'm kind of mad that Zach will be there because it, it would be cool to have people drafting from all four time zones because someone's going to fuck that up too. Absolutely. Forget what the actual time is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but yeah, I, I want to do that. I think that it'd be kind of entertaining to just be like all on one big Zoom call, like just set up one and just have like five of us and, in one window and then four others yeah. or three others because Mike will not be participating. But um yeah, I, uh, I, so I think that that could be interesting. But, yeah, this is just going to be – this will be a different experience in the past couple of years. And thank God we went with this because we would not have been able to pull it off otherwise. No. Um, and we, I mean, we saw the writing on the wall. When we were going through a little constitutional convention, I, we saw the writing on the wall that that was probably the last time um, that we'd all be so close we'd be able to pull it off. At some point, people were going to start moving away. 
uh, and, and doing doing other things. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think we were we we were out in front of the pandemic hit, and so it didn't matter anyway. So that's true. I might I may have to plead with Zach to just cancel his trip um, to Ohio because I would like to have everybody. It would be cool to have people coming to you live from all four times. All four time zones. Just tell Ben to fly to like the West Coast. Just make him do it. Just just instruct him that this is what he has to do. It, it will be the first international draft, though. Who won't be in the Who won't be in the country? Alex. Oh shit! I forgot that Alex is in Mexico. Yeah, first international draft. So that'll be cool. Coming That's to you pretty live. exciting. Whether they're coming to you live from all 50 states, it'd be like coming to you live from two states and two different countries. Or two, three states and two different countries. It's like pretty good. Know. It's pretty solid. Hey, it's that's something. No, I'm uh yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think it's gonna be a good time again, assuming we don't get some just it would absolutely be perfect for the two of us, Chuck, if uh we just get hit with like like tomorrow, they're like, "Yeah, no, the NFL season's off," and we just made this entire podcast about the draft. No, we've been we we've gotten got like that before. Yeah, I mean, that was it was never, tough. Yeah, I've made I've made bad takes before, but never have my takes become just outdated just immediately after. Like not not even, not even just bad, just outdated. Like no just longer yeah. a viable take. Also, I uh. So I've been going through uh, orientation now for, uh, yeah. for med school. And uh, let's just say that my, my draft prep will not be uh, nearly in the capacity that it was in the previous uh, couple of years. Um, we'll leave it at that. Okay. That's, uh, I'm... They, said it, they said it's on our first week. And I was like, well, that's going to – I guess I'm not going to see the sun for a while. Okay, yeah, I guess uh, it's a good thing that I'm in charge of editing these things. Oh, yeah, that would that was, that was, that was no longer going to be a viable. Um, also, as a side note, because our during football season, um, our our league group me just I mean it, it's it goes a mile a minute popping it's off constant, there's, yeah, and there's which is one of the, one of the most fun thing I think about the league is that we are so connected and that like it's like. The the I'm waiting to see who sends the first screenshot of the scoreboard of their <laughs> first game when they're up by like 75 and you'll get nobody's played on the other guy's team yet. And it's yeah. Like, look how much. Like, look, hey, I yeah. Found, I found Brian's team and it's like the trash can again. Like, <laughs> um, but there's like 17 group me's that I'm in with like my class and I know that I'm gonna get my signals crossed and I'm gonna, yeah. turn, I'm, I'm gonna fire off some takes. Or say something into one of these, and there's no one send feature. In, uh, in no, there is that. Well, you got to just quickly flip it to airplane mode and see if you can get it to, uh, like, you know, kind of get caught in, like, oh, no, you don't have service. Like, yeah, no, you can delete that one. You're fine. Yeah, we can. Yeah. But, it's, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's going to happen. I'm going to get my signals crossed at least one time and be in, like, my small group, like, group me, be like, fucking Travis Kelsey's fucking me again. And, <laughs> oh, God damn it. Uh, it's like, uh, disregard. Disregard what I just said. Are you going to say something way worse? You're going to say something to the effect of, like, I hope all of Travis Kelsey's children are stillborn. And, like, people are going to be like, what the fuck? Darren Waller can drive off a bridge. Thank you very much. Yeah, no, that's coming. That's absolutely going to, to a uh, a med school group chat near you. <laughs> yeah, oh, for sure. Okay, well, I think that will about – do it for us. Uh, Chuck, do you have anything else to share with the folks back home? Um, I don't know. I think, you know, I guess I'll make some like, announcements been, like, coming up, you know, we'll keep, keep in tune for the next couple of days and we'll have some announcements going on, like, the polls are fun. Who knows when people can listen to this, so I'm not even going to refrain from that. I'll probably just send that stuff into the group, into the group me once the episode is posted. Yeah. Um, so, so, yeah, so. I mean. Uh, nothing, yeah. just uh, the league as of right now is back. Yes. I think the league, I, it, from all that I see, the league will be back this year. Um, I just hope, I, I hope college football is all canceled now for a couple reasons. One, I want you to listen to Dan O'Swinney talk uh, about how good yeah. his team is. 
and how uh, the national championship is not uh, like you know diluted, yeah, or illegitimate, yeah. Um, and I would like to have Gus Johnson and some of those other guys um, mm-hmm. call call games. So that'd be cool. Oh yeah, and I just want to hear Paul Feinbaum shut the fuck up. Is kind of why I want. Yeah. No, I would say so. I, I would say it was very funny. So the Big Ten. Like, just before 3 o'clock on what? Was that Wednesday, Tuesday, Wednesday, whatever that was, announced, uh, we're canceling college football. I popped on the Paul Feinbaum show, because at the time, it was the only ESPN show on. So I flipped over, and he was saying, like, this is the wise decision. And he was being like, I think that at some point, like, all of them are going to cancel. Oh, really? But that did not stop Mark from Mississippi and, like, Phyllis from Birmingham calling him and being like, uh, Paul, I think that Notre Dame's going to be a lock this year for the playoff. Like, so, no, giving me – Mark of Mississippi called in immediately. It was like, now the Big Ten's out. I want to run through my playoff scenario with you. <laughs> like, yeah, they accepted it immediately. They were like, finally, we can be done with these Big Ten fucks. Yeah, exactly. Ohio State ain't playing nobody, Paul. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, um, yeah, I guess keep an eye out for some sort of, uh, some sort of polls or something like that. We're going to have to make a couple decisions in the coming weeks, uh, or week-ish. Yeah, two weeks. Um, and then, uh, yeah, just keep your eyes open, ears open to see if I, uh, still haven't gotten my COVID results yet. Um, as of right now at 346 on the 15th. I was really hoping that it was going to come in while Chuck and I were doing this, but regrettably, not so much. Uh, so, yeah, just keep your eyes open to see when those come back. <laughs> Maybe we'll do open. another pod. Keep your eyes open. Keep your ear to the ground. Things are, things are coming. Bingo. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we will see you guys back probably after for our post-draft pod. But until then, peace. Yeah. Don't feel the